pride causes us to suppress that emotion because I'm fearful of what others may think of me if I experience or I express that I'm feeling doubt in some form or fashion, you know. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. And I mean, the guy had the audacity to tell me in an email, if y'all stop talking about Jesus so much, you'd get way more money. What'd you say to him, dude? What did I say to him? <laughs> you know, Carl, hit it. Power is there, but you weak. They said I'll get paid more if I mention Jesus less. Will he do it? Let's see. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Uh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Uh, there's nothing you can do to free us. That's only Jesus, 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 Jesus. Uh. That's what I said to him, baby. Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's that heat right there. That's that heat right there. Hey, let me, before we jump in, let me talk. Come on. That is um, uh, up and coming. He might have been out for a while. I just just found him, a Christian artist, really strong. Um, His name is Isaiah Robin. And uh, he has kind of a stage name, but man, I, from what I've researched, he's the real deal. And that song is a really cool song. And we enjoy it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. That, that song's awesome. He just shot that to me and Carl the other day and we've been listening to it since. Uh, but welcome guys. Life after, life after addiction, episode 15. Um, and today God's really just put something on our hearts. Um, and that's the, the topic of doubt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's something that, we shy away from uh, even so much as to say the church from talking about, um, but it's an issue that we all deal with as Christians yeah. at some point in your walk as a Christian. If you are intellectually engaged in your faith um, and, and seeking the things of God, you'll experience doubt, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's something, like I said, as men or even just people in general, you know, I feel like pride causes us to, suppress that emotion because I'm fearful of what others may think of me if I experience or I express that I'm feeling doubt in some form or fashion. You know, I always just think of the, when I hear the word doubt, I think of like, Mm. like people just grasp me. I like, Oh my gosh, you're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed (laughs) to be a mentor. You're supposed to be so spiritual. Um, And so it's just something we shy away from. And I I listed out a couple of things, you know, uh, that we doubt, you know, at least I, I, I doubt personally as well at times, you know, doubting the calling God has placed on our lives. Yeah. Doubting my ability to fulfill what God has called me to. Yeah. Doubting the sovereign, uh, the sovereignty of Christ throughout adversity we face. Yep. Doubting God's goodness when we go through dark seasons emotionally and spiritually. Yep. Doubting God's involvement in certain areas of our lives or even having thoughts or questions about God's existence at times. Um, I know that's a tough one and it may seem like, oh my gosh, you doubt that, but we can't control our thoughts. If I have a mere thought that pops into my head, that could be from the enemy. Now that doesn't believe my spirit is in agreement with that thought, but I think these are things that are good to to get out in the air and be able to talk about and dialogue and discuss. And sometimes it's not just as simple as, well, you need to read your word and pray. Yes, that's an aspect of it, but there are, there is an intellectual aspect of it. There is a spiritual aspect to it. Um, and I think there's common grounds when we can discuss these things freely and not have to feel uncomfortable talking about them and addressing something that makes me not feel like I'm so isolated and, and alone in the thoughts that I'm having when it comes to doubt or feeling like I'm the worst Christian ever. And God's ashamed of me because I had a thought that came into my mind and maybe the enemies caused me to flirt with it for a little bit of time or what may have you, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, doubt is something that um, I think it's, I think maybe like many things, but I think doubt is what do you do with it, mm-hmm. right? And, and that determines your walk. That determines uh, what dwells within you. That determines certain things because doubt, I don't know that you can control a feeling of doubt, right? Mm-hmm. That, that creeps in like, like other things, but That's what exactly you do right. with it, well, a couple of different things could happen. One, it could cause you to man spiral into a place of fear, into a place of depression, into a place of the lowest self-esteem, no confidence, and it can distract you from your ministry, your 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 testimony, right? Telling it, and I, I definitely think that it is a very common tool that our adversary uses absolutely and also to to take some power away from our adversary our own flesh probably struggles with this a lot too but that is one of the biggest tools that goes after um christians in ministry which uh, should be all christians right like whether you're working or serving at a church or a ministry like ours or or you're not you're just you're serving um, your neighbors, your family, your people at work, you, you're, you are serving at your church, but, or you're just, you're in service. You have a ministry, right? We're all called to have a ministry of reconciliation. And so the biggest tool, one of the biggest tools, if not the biggest or most effective, I'd say is that doubt, mm-hmm. putting either self doubt, allowing our flesh to engage in self doubt or listening to the, the accusations of the enemy. And we're doubting our own call. Yeah, which inevitably, like you said, is we're doubting the sovereignty of God. Absolutely, right? Because this isn't we didn't choose this, right? You know, yeah. Um, I'm gonna plug a book real quick. Uh oh, come on now, sponsor so, the pod. I'm in an apologetics class for school right now, and I've only read the first few chapters, but it's really insightful, and it's called "Hard Questions, Real Answers," and it's by William Lane Craig. Yeah, he asked me to help him with some of that. Yeah, yeah so, I, he, he like actually the back the he, back half of the he texted me yesterday, and he <laughs> pointed that out, and I was like, dude, I could have just went to Comer and Bill, still read the book. Bill Craig, yeah, 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 yeah old Billy boy, yeah. But um, sponsor the pod, Bill. He points out three specific points, you know, that we can help to address doubt with. So I'm just going to read a couple of those. Yeah, or if few of those. Um, I'm going to go one by one. I'll talk about one and I'll, I'll let you uh, share what you have. But the first one he pointed out was, you know, recognizing that doubt is never a purely intellectual problem. So it's realizing that there is a spiritual dimension to the problem of doubt that we must recognize and address and being aware of the fact that, man, we have a worthy adversary out there who yeah. desires to still kill and destroy you know, and he's going to do that at any cost necessary, you know, and he uses, like you just said, doubt, man, to cause us to question everything, like to, to even cause me to question sometimes if I know God the way I thought I knew God and, and, and certain things like that. But he, he quoted the scripture, Ephesians six twelve, and it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And so my charge or, or, or something I try to always keep in mind as well when I'm experiencing times of doubt and seasons of doubt, because, man, it happens frequently for me. Sometimes mm. I'm not immune to those things. I'm not any different than any person. And I, I sometimes I, if I'm being honest, man, I'm too prideful to share certain ways in which I'm doubting God or I'm doubting his sovereignty or I'm doubting his involvement in certain things that are going on in my life. But it's not something that I can just simply fix with my mind or even to say it's not even something I can simply fix with just praying. Yeah. These are something that some things of God you have to wrestle with. 
You have to wrestle with some things and maybe you'll get the answer revealed to you in due time and maybe you won't. But nonetheless, you got to go back to the foundations of our faith. Yeah. Even even the it's almost a cycle, even the keeping the doubt quiet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Engages more and causes more shame, more depression, more guilt of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like this cycle. I had this doubt. I can't speak of this doubt because of this position that I'm in or this, yep. whatever it is. And that only adds on amplifies and all this other stuff. And yet we know the truth. Absolutely. And the truth will what set you free. That's what Carl said too. Come on, come on. Yeah. I mean, I want to read Webster's and I'll just tell you why I'm pulling up the definition. Hey, let us hear this real quick though. Cause I, we need to know. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you why yeah. I'm using, why I'm, are you doing it on so, there? So the last episode or the episode before I, I asked our really amazing producer, Carl, I think it was on, what was it on? It was on joy. Joy. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, joy to the world. <laughs> I remember on. now it was yeah. an amazing episode up until a certain point. And this point, uh, I asked Carl, you know, off camera, Hey, look up the Webster's definition, definition of joy. And so he does that. Um, and I'm still talking I'm thinking I'm going to come back after a point and look at this definition and read it to you. Well, it wasn't Webster's. It was a uh, Wikipedia that basically, well, you can go back and watch the episode. I fumbled over it, but even more interesting, even more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he pulled up goes. the same one now. There it was goes. just like this. It was it was not a great definition. He went back in the episode and pulled up another one, but I had already passed it and didn't pick it up. But even more interesting, my partner, <laughs> my uh, co-host, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What he did was he, as I'm talking, he looks down at the sea. We have a little TV down here that Carl puts stuff up. Sometimes he's like, hey, guys, you're talking too much. You know, no, he he can send us messages. And Ryan saw the definition that that Carl had pulled up, and I'm sitting here talking, I'm looking at him, and that's the face he made. He knew immediately that's going to go badly for Adam when he goes back to the definition. (laughs) Now go back and watch the episode. He says nothing. That's exactly what happened. I he, panicked. Dude. He does nothing. He says nothing. And then he just lets me cruise on into it. Yeah. So needless to say, I'm joking. All of that was true, but I am joking. I love Carl <laughs> and we're learning here, but I'm just going to look up the definition myself from now on. And so when we look up the word doubt, it says this, there's two different meanings to be uncertain about something, to believe that something may not be true or is unlikely. And then here's one to have no confidence in someone or something. Mm. And mm. so faith, and I mean, I, I don't need to do a play on words with all this, but I believe um, com- the word confidence, confide is is without faith mm. or with faith or something like that. Confidence is with faith, confide. I don't know. I maybe messed that up. And so when we're talking about God and we insert God into this um doubt it's like man you know are we uncertain about god are we uncertain about who god says we are do we not have confidence do we not have faith in god and i think it is i think it's we're we're trying to hit two sides of the two sides of the street here because they're both true one is hey this is common to believers right but i don't want to say that and skim over the importance of uh having confidence of getting rid of that doubt because of who God is. We don't want to skim over and be like, Hey, it's okay. Live there. Right. And Correct. just because he's doing it, he's doing it, he's doing it. They all, man, they all doubt. That's not permission for you to sleep. There, Correct. To dig your pit there and decorate your walls with doubt paintings, mm-hmm. right? Or doubt posters, no doubt posters. Uh, it was Ooh. a band. 
Ooh, before Gwen you, Stefani, yeah. baby, before, shout out. Before your time, Carl. <laughs> uh, I think there was a movie called Doubt too, but we won't go there. You could hang that poster up on your on your pit. But um, I mean, it's important. So I'm going to read some scripture here that's found in Mark. Okay. Uh, and man, I've I love this passage. I always, when it comes to faith or doubt or you know things like that, I really want to come here and I've heard it preached on, and I, I just love it. And so it's kind of long, so bear with me. This is Mark chapter nine. Uh, starting in verse 14. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, Jesus, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able to. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, immediately convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him. And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire or into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, but if you can do anything, mm. have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, mm. all things are possible for though for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm, that's powerful. Anybody been there? Many, many a times. I believe, help my unbelief. Like I think that should probably be the tattoo that most of us get, right? Yeah, I know a lot, of, a lot of us are getting like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. But what about Mark 9? I believe, help my unbelief. Mm. Now, I mean, that's, I've been there, man. That, I think that's exactly what for believers. We know it's true, but we don't know it's true. We know it's true, yeah. but we, help me in my unbelief. And that, man, when I heard this preach, when I read this, I don't, I mean, just marinating, I've taught this. Anytime this comes up, it's just so like real. Yeah. That's real. Yep. And the Bible gets real. It's like, hey, man, I believe, but I need help in my unbelief. Now, here's the thing. Is that enough? Is that enough right there, just being real and honest with Christ in that moment? He's saying, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. Is that enough to kind of come out of this? Is that enough for Jesus to move? Well, let's find out. Verse 25. And Jesus saw that the crowd came running together. He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mutant deaf spirit, I command you. Come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. Whew. Mm. So Jesus, he, and I mean, obviously we're not saying that faith and uh, strong belief gets you things that you're asking for. But I mean, clearly when you're coming to Jesus and he's he tells you, hey, all things are possible for those who believe. And the man was vulnerable and says, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Mm. God, you help me. Yeah, he healed the boy. 
Yeah. It was clearly acceptable to Jesus to be real in a moment, not be fake. Yeah. Right. Taking that mask off. And then lastly in the story, and I've heard this talked about too, and I just think it's so awesome. <laughs> and I'm probably stealing, it's probably Matt Chandler, but I love that this isn't, I don't know. It's not the Hollywood version of good versus evil where there's actually a fight. There is no fight. Right. Jesus spoke all mm. things into existence. All things that are or ever have been created were created and held together by him, including these demonic things, right? Demonic angels that fell. And I love the fact that there wasn't a fight. It wasn't like Jesus was like, come out of them. And they weren't like, not this time. <laughs> and they got into this like battle and there's fight and they're shooting. That wasn't how it went. Yeah. It was Jesus proclaimed, they, they command, they obeyed. Yeah. And I love that. I love and other stories that I like talking about just the power of Jesus. But I love that. I mm. love the authority of Jesus in here. There wasn't an epic battle scene that, from like Matrix. And they're like shooting like whatever fish tacos at each other or something. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, this is what it is. And you obey. Yep. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the most powerful prayers from a transparent heart. Like in scripture, that's something I always go back to as well. I believe help my unbelief. Yeah. Um, but a second uh, thing that William Craig brings up um, pertaining to doubt, he said, uh, when doubt arises, keep in mind the proper relationship between faith and reason. And what he was essentially saying was, you know, how do I know that my faith is true? Because a lot of times we get into situations and just life in general, um, and I can question certain things. I can doubt a variety of different things. And it's because God's spirit makes it evident to us that our faith is true. And I love how Paul says this. This is some of my favorite verses and it's Romans eight fifteen through 16. And it says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba father. And then this part right here, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Mm. That is that is an absolute if Oof. you are a born again believer. That yeah. in and of itself is an absolute. And sure it's something is. that I always go back to when I'm experiencing doubt and I'm questioning things and I'm wondering That's if good. God's I need to go right now to Romans this. eight yes. fifteen and uh bookmark that and go to that every morning if you need to because that is so good. absolutely it is absolute, absolute. It, there's, there's just no debating that and so it's a scripture i always used to go back to okay the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god that is an absolute my spirit is an absolute agreement with that statement because if you're a born again believer you know what that is saying you know what that means so therefore me doubting god's involvement in this area or his sovereignty in that area man this is something I am certain of. I know that I have been born again. I know the foundations of my faith and what I believe. And therefore I can go back to the basics and not let my mind and my thoughts wander. I can take those captive and just go back to those basics. So that's something, man, I always lean on. I yeah. Hit me that pen on. again. That's nice. So that's Romans eight, 16. I mean, 16 is the, the, the crescendo. Left hook. Yeah. That's pretty strong right there, man. Yeah. You need you need mm. you need a uh you need a little hand, you need a little refresher right there. That's mm. absolute. The spirit of God mm. confirms and with our spirit yep. that we are children of him. There's witness with it. 
Mm. Nothing. There's nothing like that. There's not, when I just read nothing that, it's like but yes, the blood of Jesus. Come on. Oh, precious. All right, sorry. He wants us to do. We we might do a whole episode of just singing songs. I think that'd be a hit, dude. Shitty wants us to do an entire episode where we're hearing the music in our ears, yes. and we're you're only hearing us sing. But we're genuinely like singing our hearts out, and like we think we sound flawless because of our headphones. I think it'd be super cool. I think it would. Leave be, a comment if you want to see I that. I think dude. it would. I think be someone out there does an absolute train wreck, dude. It'd be good, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, speaking of train wreck, has your ego? Have you recovered from last week? I told you the sun was in my eyes and I tripped on the third throw and stubbed my toes. So it's really like a okay. default win. Okay. I don't well, even I know if you would consider well, that a win. Well, well, you had three throws, but yeah, that's true. It's like if you discs. played yeah. against the Patriots back when Brady was on the Patriots like in the Super Bowl, but uh-huh. Brady was injured and you beat them. It's like, hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, you you still win. And you're, you're, it's Bra- like you're Tom Brady? That's what some would say. Okay. In the disc golf community, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think many would attest that like he is. Is I mean, it's hey, Tom Brady. You know how we were just talking about absolutes. Yes, that is. I would say my golf game is absolutely on the level of Tom your frisbee Brady. golf. Yes, my disc golf. Oh my bad. Don't, don't insult it to say frisbee golf, dude. Ever again. I'm, I'm gonna have the whole disc golf community. <laughs> All right, here's what we'll do. Not this week. Not next week. But here in the next couple of episodes, they might see a rematch. They might okay. see a rematch. Okay. So we can I mean, even shoot that's... a vlog style. A whole eighteen. Ooh, that could be cool for a little episode. A little good. Where is there courses around here? There's a super sick course in Murfreesboro. You played that nice one, huh? They yeah. call it courses. Yep. Y'all got disc I can use. It's just like golf, dude. There's like professional. They have caddies. They have range finders. I'll get a so cart, you, golf cart. Well, no, you know, it ain't no. just like golf. Remember dude. the athleticism you talked about? You had last yeah. episode. <laughs> we don't need golf carts, dude. Well, they saw it last episode. <laughs> I mean, what, what is this? Proof is in the pudding. Proofs in the pudding. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to get my own cart. Okay. If, if I got to ride around with one of them little, what are those called? Little segways? Yeah, you can segue. Those hoverboards. Yeah. To the next hole. You can segue. That'd be actually kind of y- y- sick. Y'all got, y'all got the uh, disc for me? We do. I got okay, a ton. Cool. Well, we'll have to run that back. That'd be pretty cool. I but, got a ton. But back to this, man. Doubt. I want to read one more scripture in Matthew 21, uh, starting in verse 21. Um, I might I might go a little bit before that, actually. Uh, just so it kind of the context is there. It says this, Matthew twenty one twenty. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, "How did the fig tree wither at once?" And just so you know, Jesus, um, in the morning, he was returning to the city. He came hungry and seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, "May no fruit ever come from you again." So Jesus again, his superior power is commanding a tree to do something, and it does it. And his disciples witnessed this and said, How in the world did the the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, do not doubt, Mm. you will not only be... What has been, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, be able to do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. Now, man, that is scripture that I probably shouldn't have brought up here at the end of a podcast because there's a lot that needs to be unpacked, that, unpacked there. That's not saying that if we have faith and do not doubt that if we command a mountain to move, it will move. 
I believe it is saying it could. Mm-hmm. I believe it is saying God's sovereign and that is enough. But I think it, what it's it's using, it's using language that one would have been understood then of like impossibilities and as like um, really trying to show you that hey, you having faith and not doubting in God, you will be able to do the things that Jesus has done. And gosh, I should have probably done this more at the beginning. Um, the point is, let me let me hit the point. The point of the verse is, is what Jesus is saying, and there's other there's other complementary verses that that Jesus is like, hey, you will do greater things, greater things than than what you've seen here. Yeah. And if you if you see what's taking place, if you see the explosion of the early church in Acts, if you see these, I mean, that was definitely fulfilled. And all of that, all of even our walk, all of even even us saying like, hey. The last episode when I when I ended it talking about watching uh, people who months before were struggling now they're preaching the gospel, that's not possible without faith. That's not possible without conquering doubt and and doubting your doubt, right? Doubt your doubts, bro. Yeah. I heard this thing like don't don't doubt God, doubt your doubts. Yeah. How much sovereign, how much power, how much evidence have you seen God moving in your life? Not only that, but the spirit that that you just read in Romans 8, Mm -hmm. the spirit, his spirit that confirms in your spirit that you are a child of God. What's the word? Not confirms, but it's... You would ask that. uh, Bears witness. Bears witness to your spirit that you are a child of God. That power. Mm -hmm. Doubt your doubts, man. Mm. How much history have you, how many times have we said, this is going to be so bad, this is going to be so bad, and I have this played out, if I do this or I don't do this, I'm going to do this. Yep. How many times have we been like, that wasn't that bad? Yep. Doubt your doubts, man. Yep. Not the king of kings. Yeah. The lord of lords. Mm. That's, That's good. my king. That's good. So I got I got one more point, but first I'm going to read a quote. It. Um, and it, it may sound contrary to the third point, but it's not. It, it actually complements it. Um, so this is a quote from William Craig, and it says, The secret to dealing with doubts in the Christian life is not to resolve all of one's doubts, for that is probably impossible in a finite lifetime. Rather, the secret is learning to live victoriously with one's unanswered questions. By understanding the true foundation of our faith and by assigning to reason its proper role, we can prevent unanswered questions from turning into destructive doubts. In such a case, uh, we shall not have answers to all our questions, but in a deeper sense, that will not matter. For we shall know that our faith is true on the basis of the Spirit's witness, and we can live confidently even while having questions we cannot answer. And I think it's so true, man, when you just go back to the spirit bearing witness with our spirit, man, it is so certainly true, man. Uh, But the third point he brings up is pursue your doubts into the ground. You know, it's like you said earlier, not just like, okay, I experienced these doubts. I have these doubts. So this just is what it is. You know, I have the, I'm just going to accept it, embrace it. I'm just going to walk with my head down. No, we're not saying that at all either, but it's pursue these doubts into the ground, you know? Yeah. Um, from time to time, man, seek answers. And he narrowed it down to like, when you're having doubts in a variety of areas, man, seek answers to one of those. Mm. Pick one of those down from the shelf and seek out the answers. There's been many uh, other believers before you who have probably experienced the same questions. There's been many books written. There's been many authors or theologians or pastors or sermons, or there's some material out there that somebody's experienced that, that, that God's put out there for you specifically to watch, to, yeah. to receive, to understand. Um, and that'll give you a better understanding and give you rest and give you peace and whatever doubt you're experiencing or having, uh, because God has something for that. 
that. I'm certain of that. There's somebody out there who's experienced the same things and those certain things have been addressed. Um, now, it may not immediately fix that. It may be a process. It may take a while. There may be something in the trial within your, uh, that you're facing that, that God desires to grow you, ways mm. in which he's teaching you, ways in which he's doing something yet to be revealed to you. Uh, but nonetheless, man, just take heart and just know, man, his spirit bears witness with our spirit. And I can have confidence in that. Yeah, man, that's good. And I was going to end it with like a personal example of doubts and you and I going back and forth. But I think that's good, man. Mm -hmm. I think I think I I believe help me in my unbelief. Mm. And I think Mm. doubt your doubts. Yeah, the king of kings. I will say as we're closing up, uh, just kind of be on the lookout in the next few weeks. We I've had the honor to get to see we kind of plugged it before, but uh, Carl and his sister, Catherine, uh, they have recorded a podcast and it's going to be a treat. Uh, that should be coming out. I don't know in a few weeks, maybe a month when the time's right, we're going to hit you with that hitter. Uh, but it, it is, it's emotional. It's deep. It's uh, siblings talking about their story and it's, it's pretty special. Mm. Uh, we also have Emilio's, uh, daily devotions that should be coming out in the same amount of time, about a month, maybe you better get on it. No, uh, those are good. He's recorded some, uh, he just has a presence about himself. Uh, Emilio's brain and the way that God's, uh, wired him. He thinks differently. Like I'll see a scripture, he'll see a scripture and God will hit him with something different than me. And I love that. And a lot of guys respond to him and he's a powerful presence too. He's just a big man who has a teddy bear heart. So that stuff coming out. What, uh, what else we got coming down the pipe? Might be uh, might put up a new item or two on our uh, store. Uh, we have. I don't know if you can see this, but we have some vinyl stickers that we're kind of working through some design type stuff. I don't know if that one's going to be it, but um, it's very quality. So we might do some of that. Uh, man, uh, we're just walking into this year. Uh, what are we? What, second week now. Um, today's the. Where's where's my calendar here today's the 11th tuesday the 11th is that right tuesday the 11th yeah today's tuesday the 11th and um hey oh oh, oh. hey you just saw behind the curtain in the wizard of oz did you see the uh, we got a little man back here that's doing all the no um no but here in in second week almost second week of of 2022 we're blessed. We have some really cool things happening that we're going to talk about. Uh, we are, we, you kind of heard him talk about a blog and maybe doing some, uh, stuff like that, but there's some new shows coming to the S2L studio. Uh, I believe there's going to be, um, uh, Ron and Barb are going to do one. Ron Anders, Pastor Ron Anderson and his wife about, uh, one that's kind of aimed at parents. If you would comment in the section, if any of these sounds sound good, let us know. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing that, but, a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, we're seeing some cool fruit in the ministry right now. Guys getting saved, giving their life to the Lord, baptized. Like I said, I think last episode, we've had guys preaching sermons. Um, but yeah, man, what do you think? Close us out here. His spirit bears witness uh, with our spirit that we are children of God. Take and that's in that. life after addiction. You better believe it. So come on. Info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org.
The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.